from a three-game win streak to now a three-game losing streak. What went wrong for the New Jersey Devils in their matchup against the Florida Panthers? And also, uh, I feel as though the referees were trying to do their best impersonation of Stevie Wonder without the singing part. So what do I mean by that? We have a lot to discuss in this episode. Buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play announcer and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. And it's currently 11.13 p.m. Eastern Time, November 18, 2021 at the time it's recording. Okay, so we have a lot to discuss in this episode because we have to discuss an offsides call. We got to discuss the first period for the New Jersey Devils. And we also have to discuss some unlucky plays that just unfortunately didn't go their way. And also, what do I overall think about this game? in terms of how does this uh, you know, preview our next few games because like I've said many, many, many times on this show recently, the next few games for the New Jersey Devils are going to be true tests to see are they the real deal or what, are they just a trend because like, like I said guys, the scheduling is not going to get any easier for them uh, for these next few games and they really got to step up their game and, and just based on how they played in periods 2 and 3 that's something you really cannot do. So if you missed the last episode, I basically talked about Fabian Zetterlin uh, making his NHL debut and being called up from the Utica Comets. Also, the Utica Comets are on an 11-game win streak at the time of this recording. And, you know, I just talked about how it's great to have that depth in our AHL program. And I said uh, Zetterlund was my player to look out for because he's just a big body, weighs 220 pounds. He's basically bringing what Lindy Ruff likes on the defensive side onto the offensive unit because he is a forward. So uh, congratulations to Zetterlund for making his NHL debut. Didn't do anything in this game, but so did a lot of other players but ultimately I believe he can make a very interesting impact for the New Jersey Devils organization but only time will tell if that'll actually come into fruition now let's talk about this game for the New Jersey Devils because they dropped this game four to one and like I just said uh, they played a good first period but not really a good second or third period so uh, before we actually break down this game I, I gotta address the elephant in the room because this is what you guys really want to hear you guys want to hear my opinion on that goal in period number two the one that made it a 3-1 lead the goal scored by Jonathan Huberdu because it's a little controversial because Lindy Ruff finally challenged a call and this was smart of him to challenge just because you know uh th- this made it a 3-1 game and usually you want to work uh as little as possible so you know a 2-1 game is better than a 3-1 game obviously but it seemed like the momentum was going into the way of the Florida Panthers because that goal did count for Huberdu and as a result result uh, the Panthers scored three unanswered goals and basically taking the win out of the New Jersey Devils sales so that was smart of Lindy Ruff to finally challenge a call uh, albeit I wish he would have done that a couple days ago against the Rangers but that's in the past but w- what made this uh, goal so controversial for Huberdu was that he basically caught the puck in the offensive zone for the Panthers however none of his teammates were there it was a lead pass it was a cross lead pass and it's controversial because he should have been called off sides and like I said it was a smart challenge by Lindy Ruff but at the end of the day uh, the referees did not uh, rule Huberdu off sides now here's the thing I was watching this game on ESPN plus I was watching on the uh, 
Florida Panthers feed, and they said that Huberdeau's uh, skates were, you know, uh, on sides and that he caught the puck fair and square. But I was looking at the replay meticulously, and I was just like, respectfully, I don't think the Florida Panthers announcers knew what they were talking about because where, where you see Huberdeau's skates and where he caught the puck, he was clearly off sides. And I, I'm just left baffled because uh, we have all this technology, and you're telling me that it, my only guess is, like, if the call is too inconclusive, so if it's not clear as day, that the call will usually stand. That's not just the case in hockey. It's the case in any uh, replay instance in any sport. So basketball, baseball, they do the same thing. If it's too inconclusive, then, you know, the call will stand as it originally was. But when looking at that, you should see that Huberdeau's skates are past the blue line and he corralled the puck in neutral zone. I, I don't know how that's uh, on sides. Like, could someone please uh, enlighten me on how that's on sides? So, uh, I, 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 that that made the game three to one, and that's basically what took the wind out of the New Jersey Devils' sails. Now, albeit you know they kind of shot themselves in the foot, but that certainly didn't help. And I, I just get the feeling that if if it was reversed, like if the Devils were the ones carrying the puck and uh, the Florida Panthers uh, challenged that call, I get the feeling that that would be called offsides for the New Jersey Devils because I've seen that happen before. Remember last year when uh, we got the game-winning goal in OT uh, against the New York Rangers, but. Pete K. Subban was considered offsides and we had to wave it off and I think we ended up losing the game so uh, you know just things like that that just kind of frustrates me like help us out referees like I don't know what you're trying to prove here but he's clearly clearly as day my, my grandmother can make this call he was offsides and I, I'm looking at the replay like albeit it's not like you know uh, up close zoom in so maybe I can't see where his blades are but just based on where his body is and you know uh, where, where he was positioned you know his body was past the blue line it looks like both of his skates passed it as well and you know it was a lead pass up ahead you can't do that you can't pass um, the puck into your offensive zone like that in that instance because that's offsides so I, I, if you needed to hear my my opinion that's all I have to say I can't really break it down much further than that but you know th that's my opinion so if you tuned into this episode wondering what my overall opinion is and what my overall stance is usually I'm known for my controversial takes at first I was like okay I could see why it's on sides but like I said in, in these kind of instances I look at the replay once more and I looked at it 10 more times and he was off sides I, I, I don't know what the referees were trying to prove I don't know what the uh, final verdict was I would love to hear what the overall opinion was to the people who are running the replay booth and just say like you know what 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 came to that decision because ultimately you know that that kind of hurt the New Jersey Devils a little bit albeit they were still down but you know you're not really helping them in that instance so that's my overall opinion so do I believe Huberdeau was offsides absolutely one hundred percent okay so we address the elephant in the room we still have a lot more to discuss we have to talk about that uh first period for the New Jersey Devils and how basically uh, periods number two and three just didn't go their way. However, they had some great shot opportunities. I saw from a few players. Unfortunately, that you know that's just how sometimes the cookie crumbles. We'll talk about that in a second. But first, I want to give you guys the first live read this morning, and it comes from BetOnline.ag. So we're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season, and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Lockdown to receive your bonus from basketball football baseball postseason nhl boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easy way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at locked on bets for all your betting needs there as well
Okay, so let's talk more about this Huberdu and also his offsides controversy. So he was completely offsides, 100%. The referees are blind as mice. They should be fired. They should be suspended. Now nah, I'm joking. We have a lot more to discuss, but here is my final verdict. So if I'm the NHL, if I'm the commissioner, Gary Bettman, and I get he's not going to do this, I would get my representatives to basically sit down with the people who run the replay booth uh, for the NHL games, and I would sit down and discuss with them like, hey, why is that considered onsides in this instance? Because look where his skates are at look where he uh caught the puck and overall just look at the circumstances of where everyone is positioned and i i would say like what what made the decision as as to why that was on sides i hope someone uh tweets tim peel the former uh nhl referee this because uh he did answer pk suban's uh tripping controversy and said that pk suban is not a dirty player but you know it's just a bad bad habit he picked up and he's trying to fix it but you know i hope someone uh tweets at tim peel so that way maybe peel can give a better perspective and if peel gives a full in-depth analysis as to why that's considered on size then you know what maybe I, i'll just have to agree to disagree but look if i'm the nhl i'm basically looking at this game and just saying hmm i think this has to be handled a little differently but i get it it's the devils and panthers devils i'm sure are not on the top of their priority uh panthers ended up winning this game but however if the roles were reversed i get the the fact the feeling that the new jersey devils would be under more controversy so let's talk about the first period for the new jersey devils so when you look at the shots on goal tally for the devils they had 40 six uh for the game total however they had 22 in period number one so almost half of their shots came in one period and then you look in period number two they only had 10 and then 14 in period number three so that's a problem that i'm looking at because the devils just didn't come out with the same sense of urgency in period number two and period number three now dougie hamilton um he was able to well it kind of bobbled off of knight's shoulder and then went into the twine i'm not sure if i consider that top shelf but you know the fact that uh, Dougie Hamilton was able to find a netting was a miracle in period number one because I can think of so many instances where uh, the Devils had so many scoring opportunities but Knight just did a good job of just playing excellent defense against the New Jersey Devils because you know I, I, I'm just thinking about Thomas Tatar because I talked about it on the show a couple episodes ago I said Tatar needs to get going a little bit now I believe he's a top six player but I would love to see his scoring numbers just go up a little bit because Tatar actually led the Devils uh, on shots on goal in period number one so for the year total, Tatar's appeared in 14 games. He only has one goal, five assists for a grand total of six points, and he has a plus minus of negative one. So I would love to see Tatar just get going a little bit. And the fact that I saw him get so many shots on night in period number one, I was just so frustrated because I was like, oh my God, that should have gone in. Like, I'm not going to blame the New Jersey Devils in period number one. I even tweeted about it. I said, let's try to convert some of these shots into goals. Like, I don't know what's going on, but, you know, like I said, that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. I can also think of an example from Nico He. Looks like he had a two-on-one opportunity with um, Tatar. He passed over to Tatar, and Knight just shut it down. Uh, Nico Heizer, I think, had another opportunity to try and score. Knight shut it down. And then uh, I'm also thinking about um, who, who else also had a pretty good shot on night but it just didn't go in i think dougie hamilton had a couple and then uh severson also had a shot on uh night in period number one just didn't go in so that's just bad luck for the new jersey devils now i get it you know like i said uh, we have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of different shot types and releases but at the end of the day it's still 50 50 so no, no matter how vastly different everyone's shot release might be at the end of the day once you uh release the puck from your stick it, the, the odds of it going in are 50 50 you know if we're 
putting this in simpler terms. But and and unfortunately, the Devils' shots just didn't go in. So that's just how it happens sometimes. Your shots either go in or they don't. That's how you know simple it is. And in this case, Knight was really able to redeem himself this time out because remember in the last game when the Devils played the Panthers, they thrashed them and. Um, you know, I, I saw a few tweets saying like, you know, Knight just didn't have his best game, but like, I'm not going to take anything away from the New Jersey Devils in that instance. But, you know, it, it is frustrating a little bit when you get all those shots on goal opportunities and it just doesn't go your way. So uh, just just talking about period number one for the New Jersey Devils, you know, I, I'm not really going to blame them for uh, only scoring one goal. It's just because they had their opportunities, but, you know, Knight just played better defense on them. So like I said, uh, Tatar led the Devils in shots on goal in period number one. And one of my former colleagues of the hockey writers, Alex Chavansi, actually tweeted out saying that Tatar is just cursed. And you know what? As, as crazy and as silly as that tweet seems, he's actually right because that's just bad luck. So so, you know, Alex Chavansi uses the word curse. I just say flat out bad luck for the New Jersey Devils. Now, let's talk about periods number two and three for them because they just came out with no sense of urgency in those two periods. So they let up a goal with only a few seconds left um, in period number one. Now, usually uh, for these types of games, I usually blame the bad defense for the New Jersey Devils, but I'm actually going to say, uh, and I don't say this on the show often, I am 300 plus episodes in, and I think I've only said this a couple of times, but the, the goaltending for the New Jersey Devils was awful, and, and Mackenzie Blackwood just was not on his A game, albeit he did get hurt in the last game, so maybe he's a little dinged up, he was cleared to play, but still, you know, I, I, he just wasn't in his right state of mind, like, some of the goals that I saw him let up, I'm just like, Mackenzie Blackwood, like when he's on one, he would never let a goal go past him. At one point, he let uh, a shot attempt go underneath his padding. And I'm just like, all you had to do was just sit on it. And look, I get they were swarming you, but at the same time, it it was very a simple stop. And then when I'm looking at that goal that we let up in period number one, when there was literally like only five seconds remaining, um, you know, could you make the argument that Verhage gained the zone a little too quick and the New Jersey Devils should have slowed him down and defused his attack? No doubt, but I feel like Dougie Hamilton kind of did that because if you look at the replay, you know, Verhage was, you know, skating in neutral zone pretty quick. Then he went into the offensive zone pretty quick. And then you see Dougie Hamilton just charging in to challenge him. And I felt like Dougie Hamilton did everything he could possibly do. And, you know, don't get me wrong, Verhage's shot was beautifully located. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but I've seen Mackenzie Blackwood when he's on one make those kind of stops. So Mackenzie Blackwood just just let it go right past him. And I, I don't know what happened to Mackenzie Blackwood in this game. Like I said, he got dinged up in the last matchup against the Rangers. So maybe he was just, uh, you know, a little rusty. And also the New Jersey Devils hadn't played in a game uh, since uh, since Sunday because that game against the Ottawa Senators got canceled. And that was something I was also fearing because I just felt as though maybe the New Jersey Devils would come out a little flat-footed against the Florida Panthers. But overall, you know, I expect a better effort from Mackenzie Blackwood. And I think Lindy Russell saw what I was seeing because uh, Mackenzie Blackwood didn't finish the game. He had to be replaced by Jonathan Bernier. And Bernier uh, saw uh, 14 shots and he was able to save all 14 of them. So uh, kudos to Jonathan Bernier for coming in to save the day. And hopefully Mackenzie Blackwood doesn't have too many games like that where basically he needs someone to come and help him out. But in this instance, I can't really blame the defense. So I get that's kind of a hot take that might be a little controversial based on who you ask, but that's my personal opinion. I just think it was mediocre goaltending from Mackenzie Blackwood because he saw 27 shots and he played uh, almost 30 minutes. So I get it. That's still a decent amount of shots to be seeing, uh, you know, especially that far into the game. But I just feel as though like he was just letting up goals that he normally wouldn't let up in a 
in a normal instance. And Jonathan Bernier, like I said, shut the door down. He saw 14 shots and saved them. And, you know, like I said, I, I tip my cap to Jonathan Bernier for coming in to basically save face for the New Jersey Devils. But I don't know what happened to Mackenzie Blackwood in this game. Hopefully he figures it out because we need him in these next few stretches because, you know, I, I know you guys get tired of me saying it, which is why I'm not going to say it again. But, you know, just, just look at the schedule for the Devils. And we, we can't be having games like this. This is not a, a, a good way to start it off. And, you know, the, the one thing I'll just say is, like, I haven't lost faith in the Devils. Like, I'm seeing tweets saying that maybe we should just tank or, you know, just wait for Jack Hughes to come back and then, you know, just get back into the lottery, whatever the case might be. I'm not giving up on the Devils quite yet, guys. Like, look, it's still very early in the season. Um, you know, they're still within striking distance. Like, they're not in the most ideal situation. But when you look at the standings, they're ahead of the Blue Jackets, they're ahead of the Penguins, and they're ahead of the Islanders. Really, you know, the team that they really need to beat, I think that needs to be a priority, is beat the Flyers when they face them in a few games. So the next game will be on Saturday, November 20th, against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then we will play the Wild at home. Then we got to play the Predators on the road. And then we uh, play the Flyers on November 28th. So the games that I'm looking at are the Flyers game to possibly win uh, and the Predators because Lightning and Wild, that might be a tall order for them. But, you know, ultimately, I've seen the Devils make uh, surprising uh, wins before. So hopefully they can produce uh, another one. But basically what I'm getting at is just don't give up on the Devils quite yet, okay? We're still very young. We just haven't come into full fruition quite yet, okay? We don't need to be tanking for another draft pick. I don't think we need to get to that point, especially with the acquisition of Dougie Hamilton, who says he wants to finish his career with the Devils. Now, whether that's going to be true or not, is I, I can't tell the future in seven or so years. But overall, for the Devils, it's just like, look, I know we're kind of in a rough patch right now. I know we're on a three-game losing skid, but at least we got a point in that Rangers game. But ultimately, is just don't give up on the Devils. Did, did you see that fight back they had against the Boston Bruins? Did you see the fight back they had in the New York Rangers game? And, you know, ultimately, look, I know this wasn't a good loss for them. And, you know, no loss is good, but they just showed no effort in period number two or period number three. But, you know, I, I think that's what Lindy Ruff is going to be preaching to them, which is, you know, we got to keep that same momentum that we had in period number one because I think the Devils just got frustrated with themselves because, you know, when Tatar doesn't see a shot go in, when, um, who, who else, uh, Nico Heizer, Damon Severson, when they were getting uh, good shots on night in period number one and they didn't see those go in, I'm sure that got to them a little bit. Look, we need to see Heizer get going. We need to see Sharon Govich get going. And we need to see Tatar get going. And, look, we just haven't come into full fruition yet. But once we do, once we hit our stride, I think we're going to be a legitimate team. So will we make the playoffs? I don't really think so. But at the same time, you know, we're definitely not far back. So, you know, we're not behind the eight ball like people think we are. So is it time to freak out? No, we're nowhere close to that point yet. And I'm just saying, guys, like, don't lose faith in the New Jersey Devils because we've only played 15 games. Like, we're not a quarter of the way done with the year. So if this was last year when we only had 56 games, maybe you start to be a little concerned. But for right now, guys, like, take a chill pill like let, let's take a few steps back I know I'm having my doubts with the Devils especially with what's ahead of us but you know it's always darkest before the dawn and there's always a light at the end of every long dark tunnel and I just sense it with the devil. So, you know, if we come together, if Lindy Ruff keeps preaching what he's preaching and, you know, sometimes things just don't go our way. So, you know, like that offsides call didn't go our way, but, you know, we can't let that get to us. And uh, I'm basically going to give my final verdict on the game and basically say what we need to do in our next game against the Tampa Bay Lightning.
when I look at this game for the New Jersey Devils, yes, it is very frustrating. Yes, it sucks. Yes, I wish Mackenzie Blackwood did better. I wish everyone did better all around. I wish we got more production from guys who, you know, we're supposed to be getting the production from. But ultimately, we can't let this get to us. But, you know, here's where my concerns for the Devils. Because in yesterday's episode, I said that the Florida Panthers weren't really doing too well during this recent stretch. Like, you know, at one point they were undefeated and uh, I was having my doubts when we first played them saying they're not going to lose their first regulation game to uh, the Devils. But basically uh, they lost to the Rangers. and I felt like that kind of, uh, you know, lit a spark under us because it's just like, OK, they just lost their last game. So that pressure is off us. And now we can just go in and play our game and beat them. Because when we're looking at the Panthers last few games, yes, they beat the Islanders six to one. But I don't think that's a good indicator as to like, you know, how good they're team is just because you know it's the islanders the islanders uh weren't good against us we shut them out that was our first and only shutout win so far this season but you know they lost to the lightning in ot three to two they lost to the penguins in a shootout three to two they lost to us obviously seven to three they lost to the rangers uh four to three so you know ultimately while they were able to get a few points uh in those last four or so games you know ultimately they were on a four game losing streak and then they you know played the islanders and they were able to regain their confidence and momentum but fun fact the uh panthers have not lost at home so far and i guess you know that mentality returned to them saying like look we're not going to lose our first home game to the devils any other team but the devils and you know I, I i you know am i oversimplifying it am i just going based on you know assumption at this point yes but I'm, the point i'm trying to make is that the panthers are a good team that that game against uh them on uh november ninth was not a good indicator for us because that was just a fluke game guys and I I literally said that like I said you know good job for the New Jersey Devils they proved me wrong but at the end of the day you can't take a game like that and just say that it's going to be the same result uh you know for, for today's matchup and they played us well maybe not in period number one but they shut the door on us in period two and three and you know Knight was just on one he was like you know what I expect out of Mackenzie Blackwood at times and Ultimately, you know, uh, Knight didn't have a good game against us on uh, Tuesday, November 9th, but, you know, he was able to just uh, make a comeback and redeem himself, and that that's uh, you, when you just got to tip your cap and just say, you know what, they, they planned, they strategized, they came out with a sense of urgency, they came with a vengeance, they're still undefeated at home, and that's why the Florida Panthers are one of the best teams in the league. I'm not trying to, you know... Uh, you know, you know, talk all good about them, but that that's just how it is. And you know, like I said, that that first game against them wasn't a good indicator for us because it was just a fluke game. But uh, you know, that's my overall opinion, and uh, I'm gonna stand by it. And I think a lot of you can agree with me in that instance. Now let's compare stats, and I will give you my final verdict of the game. So shots on goal category, 46 to 41 in favor of the Devils. Faceoff percentage, I I told you guys that the Panthers were second to last in the faceoff uh, winning percentage, so the Devils were able to. Uh, thrash them in this instance 57% to 43% power play opportunities both teams were shut out in that instance 0 for 3 for the Devils 0 for 2 for the Panthers uh, hits 35 to 24 in favor of the Panthers blocks 16 to 15 in favor of the Devils and giveaways uh, we were able to uh, ha- make them turn the puck over 18 times whereas the Devils uh, did it 12 so you know like I said um, it's frustrating it sucks and you know I I, I think I'm gonna be a little generous this time around because you know I, I I just think that the Panthers they're just a much better team than us we had no business being them seven to three with what we have with the people that we have struggling I know it's frustrating but I, I don't think it's the worst game I've ever seen but it's definitely one of the worst losses this season for the Devils just in terms of the circumstances so I'm gonna give this game 
a oh boy this is tough uh I'm, I'm really just going to say a c minus i'm not going to give them a d i was really thinking about giving them a d but i'm going to give them a c minus because look the, the, games like that happen and mackenzie blackwood was due for a bad game like that and like i said hopefully it's just his injury just uh affecting him in, in this instance because i'm sure he doesn't want to go back on the injured list and just you know say uh you know i'm injured again i, I can't really help my team so I'm not really going to hold that against uh, Blackwood. The defense needs to be just a little bit better because, uh, you know, the 41 shots on goal kind of scares me. The offense needs to, uh, you know, keep that same energy as they had in period number one throughout the entirety of the game. Otherwise, you have a 0% chance against a team like the Panthers. But overall, yeah, not the best game, but uh, certainly, uh, you know, it's there in terms of just not overall great production. And like I said, it, 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 it's bad for this season just based on the amount of games we've played so far. But I'm sure, you know, the Devils are going to have a few more bad games in which I say, you know what, I even forgot about that Florida Panthers loss, quite honestly. So C- it is. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, do, do you agree with my overall assessment? Uh, what changes would you like to see made for the New Jersey Devils organization? Because, like I said, tough schedule ahead, and it's only going to get harder. So that's all the time I have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay safe and have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils, and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Once again, thanks for listening.